For the plant doctor segment on Real World Gardener, on the line I've got Steve McGrain, horticulturalist, agriculturalist. How are you today, Steve? Oh, I'm doing very well. Lovely weather, maybe, one yeah. would say. <laughs> it, it is indeed. Now, we're going to tackle the very tricky subject of germinating native seeds because, yes, there are some very specific requirements for some seeds. So, mm. where should we start? Well... I don't know. I, I mean, I think the, the main thing might be to, you know, if people are going to do this, that they need a few bits of equipment, I suppose, uh, which would be, they might be unfamiliar with and, and a few processes they have to go through. Yes, there are. I think let's start off with, well, see, a lot of native seeds require you to break their dormancy to get them going. And that might mean soaking them or smoking them, not in a pipe or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm or, not sure that would be really good for <laughs> all, or, the, all the seeds for them. <laughs> or somehow scratching them like you would sweet pea seeds, for example, like scarifying them, um, so that they break the dormancy or their very hard seed coat and get them going. So let's start off with the boiling water treatment. And with mm. that, you boil the water. But you don't just then always pour. You wait for it to cool for a bit and then yep. you soak the seeds. So kangaroo pours are good to do with that. And yep. uh, then acacia seeds are also good to do, like, you know, wattle. People don't know what acacia is, so the wattle seeds are good to do with that, um, that or that method. And, well, then I don't know offhand any others that might, Although I think you might mention, what about Davidson plums? Yeah, absolutely. Davidson plum is one of those ones which benefits. Um, the funny thing about is breaking this dormancy. Like, you know, obviously, if you think about it, nature doesn't have a, a boiling hot um, pot of water, does it? No. So, so why <laughs> are we doing this, you think to yourself? Like, I mean, somebody's going out there with, you know, boiling up some water and letting it cool and chucking the seeds in. But essentially what you're doing is skipping over what might take weeks, years in some cases, to break that dormancy as you go. So um, the warm water is a kind of a hastening process to allowing the seed to expand. Um, our seeds in Australia, they are, you might say, why? Why do we do this? Well, our seeds quite often here in Australia need longer periods of dormancies because of our weather conditions where we can have seven years, ten years of drought. There's no good if you're a seed if you open up too easily. So this scarification and all of these processes that we do, other than the ones which relate directly even to a bushfire, are processes which emulating what happens in the wild over a longer period of time. Correct. That's so true. Now, the other thing that you need you can do to improve your germination rate, because that's after all what we are after. We want to get, like you said, break break that cycle of waiting one or two years for it to suddenly germinate is to use what's called smoke water seeds that benefit from smoke water treatment it's actually the chemical smoke that triggers the um that well it simulates bushfire smoke and brings the seeds out of dormancy and for some plants germination just won't happen unless you do that and some in particular like dianella phyllotheca acacia 
lot of acacias actually. Heath banksia, mm. bottle, some bottle brushes, uh, yep. pen cushion hakia, and grass trees. And uh, especially yes, especially them. And if you like sturt desert peas, them too. And, yes. Uh, now, I, quite a few people do grow those, don't they? Yeah. The old sturt desert pea. I think and and once germinated, I suppose um, it's. Is there anything that you would do different with them when you actually, after you go through this process and put them in a pot? Well, rather than, well, when they well, when we say smoke water, you can actually buy these uh, vermiculite granules, which are impregnated with the chemical smoke. Right. And so you sprinkle, so you might, depending on the size of the seeds, you might sprinkle some seed raising mix lightly on it or some river sand to... Put the seed, and then you sprinkle the vermiculite over that. So that's often okay. sometimes called wildflower seed starter, and then you water it in. So that's the that's the method I think that's for for all of those. Or you can do it yourself, smoke treatment. So for example, you can uh, as an example, there's flannel flower seeds which you can buy, and you put them in a, some kind of pot not plastic obviously because you're going to set fire to it then cover it with seed raising milk and then you build a small fire from bark twigs a little bit of newspaper set it alight or let it smolder so you don't want a blazing <laughs> this fire. sounds dangerous yes. <laughs> you just you just want it to smolder for about five minutes mm. and the seeds would be then lightly watered afterwards so you could put the fire out and hopefully they'll come up so that's your do-it-yourself smoke treatment so that means that in this case then that it doesn't matter what you don't have to burn specific types of you know native timber or anything like that the, the chemicals that break this dormancy is in all smoke is what you're saying yeah and you can actually uh, get the ash from a fire your own like you know if you had a pizza oven or one of those wood-fired pizza ovens and use the ash from that and water that in you should get the smoke chemical as well wow that's that's a really simple way of doing it yeah yeah it is but uh i i know um a a guy who did the smoke treatment for some banksias exactly that way and it worked so 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 must work wow i tell you what then if you haven't tried it it's certainly worth having a bit of fun isn't it to do that absolutely the funny thing about is breaking this dormancy. Like, you know, obviously, if you think about it, nature doesn't have a, a boiling hot of wa- um, pot of water, does it? No. So, so why <laughs> are we doing this, you think to yourself? Like, I mean, somebody's going out there with, you know, boiling up some water and letting it cool and chucking the seeds in. But essentially what you're doing is skipping over what might take weeks, years in some cases, to break that dormancy as you go. So um, the warm water is a kind of a hastening process to allowing the seed to expand. Um, our seeds in Australia, they are, you might say, why? Why do we do this? Well, our seeds quite often here in Australia need longer periods of dormancies because of our weather conditions where we can have seven years, 10 years of drought. There's no good if you're a seed if you open up too easily. So this scarification and all of these processes that we do, other than the ones which relate directly even to a bushfire, are processes which emulating what happens in the wild over a longer period of time. Yeah, and that's probably going to increase your germination rate. Now, there's some seeds that won't necessarily be oh, on the back on the packet. It may not say 
you need um, smoke water treatment or smoke granules, but they will improve if you do that anyway. Okay. So that's the thing. What ones are they that, you, that would improve? Uh, I would say the ones that are sold by a certain seed company. And um, I'll just look it up because <laughs> they've got some new seeds that have come out and... One of them, I think, is called. Oh, let me just look it up. I'm just gonna. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I talk about well. What I'm going to talk about soon is, um, of course, how to do it with Davidson plums. All right. So here we go. So the spotted emu bush, which is um, right native fuchsia, that's a mountain current. And yep. uh, what else is there? Was something that was like elegant. Oh, here it is. Regal bird flower. So wow, that's some, uh, that sounds amazing. What is? I don't even know that plant. Oh, yeah. So that's a native shrub that's from Western Australia, and it, it has the flowers look like a bird in flight. Wow. It's really interesting. So if you saw a picture of it, you go, wow, that's really good. So it's just a new thing that's out available on seed. So this seed company's just bought all these things out, which are good. Billy buttons not necessarily need that kind of treatment but you might want to soak them first and you know what i only i only got um, introduced to billy buttons believe it or not when i had heard of them about a year ago and i have been a fan ever since oh right okay okay (laughs) they're such a great little ground cover that's why oh indeed well apparently for, for them to germinate it's not so much the smoke treatment uh, but it does help, but the temperature range shouldn't really drop between below 21, say, or that kind of. So it's going to be constant, so constantly warm. Right. Mm. So that so that seems to me that um, uh, going through this process of uh, smoking them or um, you know scarifying them or with the warm water, etc., you also need to be quite aware of of the germination temperatures. Yes, that's 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 correct. As, as so. As I mentioned, the Billy Button seeds, and I think the Sturt Desert Pea seeds are also dissimilar. And and another one way to do it, is, of course, is to cover the pot with clear plastic bag, like mm-hmm. Glad Wrap or some some cling film or something like that, or a plastic bottle cut in half, so to keep the moisture in. So you've got this environment that's constantly moist and constantly warm, so it doesn't dip. Well. Um, I mean, uh, for me, uh, you know, I have had uh, considerable experience with the Davison plums. It's it's this bush tucker thing now that's not only about the ornamentals, but I think uh, the new and excitement that's going on about bush tucker. Davison plums is one of those ones which has had uh, an interest for, for a long time um, because it makes such great jams and um, I dry them and put them also on, on breakfast cereals. So for me, um, there seems to be quite a demand now for these Davison plums for the backyard. So what I have been doing is collecting the seeds and uh, germinating them for other people. So my little... Quick tips on that one is to, uh, again, use the warm water, uh, boil the water up, and then put the seeds into that for around about 24 hours, and you then put them into moist paper towel inside one of those little plastic takeaway Chinese containers, and what you'll do, you'll find that in five to ten days, they will actually shoot and when they begin to shoot, the little embryo comes out. You can then transfer them into a, a, an open uh, soil mix that's, say, 50% coarse of uh, coarse river sand with some loamy soil. Put them in a shady spot, cover them over, like you said, with a plastic bag, and then feed them seaweed, uh, liquid seaweed, uh, as a stimulant to get them growing. And that's pretty well it that you have to do with them. 
Actually, that soil mix that you mentioned is pretty much right for every other native seed. It's got to have some sort of free drainage, so having a coarse river sand helps with that. Mm. One other little uh, secret ingredient that I put in there, and people, uh, and I've researched it to find out why it works, but uh, leaves. If you've ever got leaves from your, um, uh, you know, in your gutters, do not throw them away. They are a fantastic source of seed raising mix. If you place, uh, say, 20% of those even in that mix, it provides the right bacteria to encourage the plants to actually grow. Do you have to, like, chop up the leaves? No, by that time, usually you'll find when you get it out of your uh, gutters that it's already broken down considerably. If you're getting fresh leaves, yeah, let them compost a bit and uh, maybe uh, in you know, two or three months come back and, and use those. And you'll find that they don't take any nitrogen out of the system because they're already broken down, but they contain just the correct bacteria that is conducive for reducing uh, fungal diseases and encouraging plants to grow. Wow, what a good tip. And do you mix it in like it's a homogenous? Yes, I do. Okay. And and the more I've got of that, the better. It's not always something which is available to us, but it has to be just leaves. So be careful not to mix any other composted matter with it. It's only leaves. And um, you'll find it makes a beautiful uh, humus-type smelling um, compound when it, when it breaks down. And when it's two-thirds of the way broken down, that's probably ideal to throw it into these mixes. Wow. What a fantastic tip. Thanks for that, Steve, and thanks for chatting with me on Real World Gardener. Always a pleasure.